with a focus on sustainability moving from planning to results. It's not just about setting goals for the future, but taking action today. And in my mind, taking action isn't just about finding practical solutions, making investments and innovating as a company, but it is really about working together in collaboration. Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson Keto. I'm pleased to be joined today by Manisha Nahata, Senior Vice President, Legal and Chief Sustainability Officer at American Tower. Manisha is going to give us an up-close look at some of the key sustainability and ESG issues facing American Tower today. Manisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. So given that tenants are the end users of energy at American Tower's sites, how has the company gone about implementing scalable tenant solutions that target energy and greenhouse gas emissions? Well, to begin with, Sarah, as you note in your question, really the tower model business is inherently green, given the opportunity of a shared infrastructure model, which provides network operators to reduce the physical infrastructure as opposed to constructing, maintaining, and powering single-use assets. We focus on solutions that put sustainability first with real on-the-ground impact. I would say it's essential to work closely with our value chain to meet our targets with a great emphasis on our tenants. At our sites, we reduce greenhouse gas emissions by investing in efficiency improvements, renewable energy deployments, and energy storage solutions, serving the energy needs of our tenants in a more sustainable way. For instance, as of the end of 2021, we had reduced our overall scope one and scope two greenhouse gas emissions by 6.5% compared to our 2019 baseline, which really represents approximately 16% against our science-based targets. Great. So can you update us on the progress that American Tau has made toward its science-based targets? Sure. I would just note that um, we have a commitment to the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, the UN Global Compact Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, and we adopted the science-based targets at the end of 2021. Um, And we have really placed sustainable operations at the core of our business. Um, For scope one, the primary focus will be on reducing our diesel consumption, particularly in emerging markets, by continuing to invest in the energy solutions that have contributed to our significant diesel reductions to date. That includes on-site solar, energy storage with lithium-ion batteries, and other site efficiency improvements. For scope two, we plan to continue to invest in energy efficiency efforts, such as converting to LED lighting, and on-site renewables such as solar. In addition, we will continue to evaluate other instruments, such as renewable energy certificates or power purchase agreements. For scope three, it will be essential to work closely with our supply chain with a great emphasis on our tenants. Our footprint and that of our tenants are closely intertwined and partnering on energy initiatives will be essential to us all doing our part in meeting our targets. As of the end of 2021, we had deployed over 400 million since 2012 toward energy efficiency improvements, renewable energy deployment, and advanced energy storage systems. That includes installing solar panels at nearly 11,000 solar sites. Additionally, we installed LED lighting at 38,000 sites. LED lighting is really more energy efficient. It's estimated to have a total lifespan nearly 10 times longer than traditional lighting, reducing the frequency of high-risk work at height and decreasing overall site waste. 
Deploying LED lighting also cuts light lighting re related energy consumption and costs at these sites about 65%. We also installed lithium ion batteries at approximately 14,000 communication sites, and we plan to make additional on-site installations going forward. Lithium ion batteries decrease on-site generator runtime, which also reduces the associated scope one emissions. They are also superior to traditional batteries in terms of energy efficiency, density, and lifespan. And how important is it to have leadership level accountability to accelerate the deployment of clean energy, including tying compensation metrics to these goals in emerging markets? I would say that good corporate governance and leader leadership practices have always been important to our board. Um, our board views our ESG strategy as part of that. Uh, we believe we can be champions of change in the industry, and that requires addressing ESG holistically across our organization. And that includes at the very top. Um, for instance, we have a short-term incentive program that we launched in, in this year, um, which um, has an ESG scorecard for um, individual metrics that each of our executive um, officers need to adhere to. And the ESG scorecard includes a human capital management goal, um, and that's to increase representation, inclusivity, and talent development with a focus on underrepresented groups. And then depending on the executive position, the executive would also be measured on reducing GHG emissions, which is in alignment with our science-based targets, and or supporting our digital communities goal. Um, furthermore, our executives are compensated based primarily on achievement of AFFO per share and ROIC targets, both of which um, would inherently benefit from reducing fossil fuel usage and lower emissions given the cost benefits of both of those items. We know that we have an important role to play in the communities where we are part of across the globe. And not just in through our infrastructure, but by making sure we put a premium on sustainability in how we do business. Now, American Tau has set a goal of creating 2,000 digital communities by 2026. Can you talk about the scope of that project and why it's a priority for the company? Yes, it's something that I'm deeply passionate about. You know, as an infrastructure company, um, integral to our business is really to invest in those communities where we do business. Digital communities... Um, are places where people of all ages can gain access to the internet through digital devices, educator-led instruction, and self-guided kiosks. And really, it's based on the local needs of the community. Our digital communities can provide educational, healthcare, financial, and career development services. And the aim is to improve the quality of life through connectivity. In 2021, we reached a significant milestone of rolling out our 200th community in India and expanding our program in Latin America. And I'm happy to report that as of the end of 2021, we have established over 300 digital communities in eight countries, and that's to promote digital inclusion in underserved communities. This program has really facilitated critical access to essential services. It's helping bridge digital divides and resulting in the creation of thousands of jobs. In fact, we have more than 200,000 digital community students with graduates going on to jobs powered by what they've learned. And as part of that commitment, we've set the ambitious goal of reaching 2,000 communities by the end of 2026 as we look to leverage our assets and capabilities to deliver benefits for the stakeholders in the communities we serve. Now, earlier this year, American Tower joined the UN Global Compact on Human Rights, Labor, and the Environment, as well as adopting the UN Women's Empowerment Principles. 
Can you talk about how American Tower will integrate the goals of these two platforms in its operations? Yes. Again, we were really excited about joining onto these two important initiatives. And it's really a way of formalizing our commitments um, to, to our core values. We are committed to operating in a responsible manner. We are trying to maximize the positive impact we can make across our stakeholder base. And we're working to institutionalize a culture of continuous improvement based on each of the ESG pillars of our program. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we joined the UN Global Compact in May of this year, um, through which more than 15,000 companies around the world have made a voluntary commitment to align company operations and strategies with universal principles on human rights, labor, environment, and anti-corruption. And we had also adopted the UN Women's Empowerment Principles as part of our goal to promote gender equality and female empowerment in the workplace and community. Adoption of the Women's Empowerment Principles aligns with our goals of advancing gender equality and enhancing opportunities for female leaders in the wireless industry. And I would also note that in addition to these formal commitments, part of our ESG program advancement includes developing a global human rights statement and a global vendor code of conduct, which formally and publicly announces our expectations in maintaining fair and ethical business practices and our commitment to diversity. And I'd also like to ask you about how American Tower is addressing supply chain diversity. Yeah, one way I would say we're, we're addressing supply chain diversity is through our U.S. diversity commitment, which is where we've, we're encouraging our contractors to achieve at least 20% spending on goods and services with businesses owned by women, minorities, and veterans. We also have adopted a 2021 Global Supplier Diversity Vision and Mission Statement, and that's partnering with supplier diversity certifying NGOs in the U.S. and to create standardized processes and a database for diverse suppliers in a way to access best practices to support strong and inclusive supplier diversity. We're currently looking on a pilot to a more formal supplier diversity program that would provide mentorship opportunities and projects to other diverse suppliers. And finally, in conjunction with NARID's ReWorks conference, which is occurring this month, is there anything you'd like to add about the current climate for advancing ESG initiatives? Yeah, I guess I would say with a focus on sustainability moving from planning to results, it's not just about setting goals for the future, but taking action today. And in my mind, taking action isn't just about finding practical solutions, making investments and innovating as a company, but it is really about working together in collaboration with other like-minded companies to make a substantive difference, whether that is working together to reduce greenhouse gas emissions or bridging the digital divide to provide upskilling opportunities to underserved communities. It really takes a village to bring real change. Excellent, Manisha. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure talking with you. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.